Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to head up on the EdUp Experience podcast, where we make education your business. You know who I am. I'm Dr. Joe Salucio. I realize that I have not said my name on any of these podcasts. So no, really? I, I, I realize that just in this very That's moment impossible. that we have done how many, and I have not said who I am hosting. But and you I know never what? noticed it. That's Maybe crazy. we've done enough episodes at 680 something that people will recognize so. that, that so. it's me, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but we are here at AT23 in Nashville Anthology together. We are uh, interviewing people here at the Gaylord Opryland Resort and Hotel. Yes. It, can get lost you can get lost in here 100%. if you don't know where you're going mm-hmm. it took uh, you and i what about 15 minutes yesterday yep. to find the restaurant that we were supposed to go to <laughs> yeah. by the time we got there around. we were pretty hungry i will yeah. i will say that yeah. we're here live in the at studio AT. and we are going to talk to a very important gentleman here today yes. uh and uh, he's going to tell us all about what's happening uh with a great partnership that anthology has a small uh, company with, with a very small he's representing <laughs> a very small company um, nobody knows this company. yep we're going to bring him to the microphone right now here he is AWS. What's going on, Mike? How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Joe. Or I've, I've heard some people call you Bill. So <laughs> this is, uh, this is uh, not correct. Oh. Is, uh, wait, wait, wait. I got to when we were doing the pre-intro, yeah, Mike uh, say, oh, Bill, right? Nice to meet you. <laughs> we so, choose truth over facts. <laughs> but we don't well know done. what my name is. I, I, used it. I don't know. I just, well you know, just wanted to rattle you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm unrattable. Nice job, Mike. Unrattable. Nice job. Mike, tell us about uh, AWS. You guys have quite the presence here at Anthology. Wait, is it Amazon? Does what? AWS stand for Amazon? Amazon Web Services. Uh, I just want to make, I mean, something. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you are rattling me. I'm looking at it. Did Thanks, I get to, Come on, Bill. You got to, this. You got quite the presence here. Uh, tell us about partnership. Yeah, absolutely. We've been longtime partners, uh, first with Blackboard and, and, of course, now with Anthology. Uh, we've worked with them for many years. Actually, I, I personally have worked with Blackboard since 2014 when I joined AWS. Wow. Uh, which is also when we started our EdTech vertical team that I, I lead now. Uh, so we've we've seen them grow tremendously in the cloud and and mo- do that migration to the cloud first. And now really scaling it out uh, across their whole product suite globally. What are the advantages of the partnership? You know, if if you can get down in the dirty into what you and what do you do to lead it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're here. You're visible. You're accessible. Is that an important part of the partnership? And you know, how is it? Exp- how do you expand it? It is. It is. Well, you know, I think it. it there's a couple things. Uh, you know, we've got a model. So our ed tech vertical team, we work with thousands of ed techs globally, uh, education technology companies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. so, uh, and so you call them ed techs, ed techs, we yeah. call them ed techs. <laughs> it's, it's pretty broad, right? They're, yeah. they're companies that have a, you know, dedicated or uh, majority focus in the education market and education market is even broad, you know, continuing ed, professional ed, <clears throat> excuse me, professional ed, higher ed, K-12, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. um, but with, with Anthology, uh, kind of ties into kind of a two-pronged approach of how we, we uh, kind of work on our partnership together. One is uh, helping them with product innovation and mm-hmm. building new products, enhancing features, modernizing existing products, and really scaling up uh, from a product innovation perspective. And then go-to-market is the other side. So because they run on AWS, as their business grows uh, and succeeds, so does ours. And yeah. so we're invested in that partnership from kind of a go-to-market perspective, uh, not just domestically, but but globally. So being here, we've got folks uh, from the AWS team represent all over the, the globe, as well as obviously the Anthology team does. Uh, so really building that partnership to help uh, ultimately help 
their customers, which, yeah. you know, our customers, customer the education market. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that's really we're constantly trying to find ways to improve our relationship for the benefit of learners, ultimately, uh, whether that. it's through technology or go to market support. It's all about the students. By the way, as we continue to talk about higher education, I do want to say that uh, since, you know, you guys are joking around about my name being Bill, but it's actually Joe and Elvin, you're not helping the situation. <laughs> I wanted this to be a very organic conversation with you, Mike, but I don't know. I feel like you guys are teaming up against me. So I'm going to change the format a little bit. Uh, Mike, here's how it needs to go from now on. I want to ask you a bunch of questions and I want to have them answered immediately. <laughs> I got to bring out the hey, Arnold, man. man. You know, All right, Arnold. I had to bring oh, out the Arnold, Arnold right? Bill, Joe. <laughs> now I, it's Arnold, I'm right? completely <laughs> lost as to what your name is. <laughs> Just pick one. It's all good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you led a session here too, right? And you, you speak uh, you speak one of the sessions and talking about technology, AI, and all. How did it go? And what's 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 the deal man yeah yeah so one of our so i didn't lead that session um but one of our uh, principal engineers did uh mm. talking about ai aws led it yeah, yeah aws yeah exactly and uh really talking about how ai has evolved and can continue to improve educational outcomes uh and and there's many ways that's directly with the students uh the administration at a university there's a lot of areas where technology generally, uh, and specifically AI, can really help accelerate uh, the learning experience and ultimately the le learning outcomes for students. Do you think, uh, do, you, do you think, you know, there's such an adoption curve at AI right now, or an understanding curve? What, what, what do you think? Is AI behind the scenes? And that's really where it's doing the, the most kind of damage, positive damage to influence? Is it really in front because you know a lot of people are do i look like i know what a jpeg is you know now you're talking about artificial intelligence so I, you know, I don't is it gif uh, or gif i've heard yeah that. right um, you know i think amazon has been working with machine learning and ai for for many years uh so for us it's it's really part of the dna it's it's built into to most of what amazon does and of course what aws does and what we offer as a technology service to our customers there's definitely been in just the last few months a much broader awareness. What happened? I, yeah. I, you know, I personally, I think that the consumer interfaces to generative AI yeah. have opened up a lens for people to understand exactly what AI could do. And we've had AI services for many years and, you know, we engage with our customers. They do leverage a lot. Uh, we're one of the leaders in that space. And, and now with generative AI, it's just, it's, it is everything's everyone's talking about. And which is a good thing because the capabilities and power of what that brings ultimately to the student experience is we really haven't even scratched the surface yeah. to be honest. So, but you know what happens not to interrupt you, but yeah. where it's when we get someone like you on, and we're talking about AI, you know, Mike says, we've been doing AI at Amazon right. for AWS yeah, for know, like right? 15 years. And, it's, it, and then, and then, you know, you'll have somebody in higher ed that, that really thinks that, you know, January of 23, AI was born. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of dots that are unconnected. But I mean, you know, you think about basically the apps we use, geolocation, and all those things have AI behind the scenes. And but all of a sudden, here it is. And, you know, how do you you know, what do we do with it? 
You know, is do we trust AWS and do we trust companies like Anthology to take this really foreign concept to us? Because it's not even foreign. We understand about it. We don't know how to use it yeah. and embed it in the products and services so that we don't even notice that it's there. I mean, is yeah. that kind of the goal? Well, and I, I think to your point, you know, I'll give you an example. I think most listeners will, will understand. Uh, you go to Amazon to, to buy something and, oh, yeah. it, and it will say, you know, customers are also buying things like this or yeah. give you recommendations. Well, Nailed that's, it. That's machine learning. Yeah. That's yeah. AI, right? You yeah. don't realize it, but that that's what it is. Machine learning yeah. powers yeah. all of that. Um, so I, I think it's it's been there and not everyone maybe understands that. Um, but now with generative, it's building and creating things that you can see out of effectively nothing. But it's all machine learning and data at the, at the bottom of that. And so I think there there is a broader awareness um but with that it becomes more responsibility and i think one of the topics that uh we are very actively engaged particularly in the education space is an understanding an understanding of what is responsible use of ai Bullseye. that is an important topic ethical considerations you know guardrails no guardrails how do we how do we think about you know um what is ethical AI, you know, are those con divergent concepts? Is it, you know, so how do you guys think about, is this, is, is ethical AI like a topic on a meeting list as you guys get together? It's like, okay, we still have to talk about this. You know, this is really exciting over here, but whoa, we need to understand what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, it's, it's something at AWS and Amazon, we have uh, pillars of responsible AI that, we follow when we implement and we share those, those are you know, publicly available and I'll, I'll touch on a couple of them. Uh, yeah, I was just presenting at a conference, a K-12 conference a few weeks ago to a list of uh, a host of other ed techs. And really the talk of the, the, that I gave about responsible AI, the bottom line was you need to have a framework or tenets or pillars yeah. that you not only build out, but you follow and you transparently share. Tell them like it is. <laughs> you know, you, you, Obama -like. education customers want to know how is my data being used? Yeah. What data is being used? Where is it going? Um, how do I know there's not bias in, in this? You know, That's a big question, right? Yeah. Like what goes into it? What goes into the AI? What's exactly. been spit out the other end, especially as you're working with generative AI? Who's inputting That's right. this? And, and if it's just a hodgepodge of stuff, it's going to give you a hodgepodge Hodgepodge is that a? Oh, are we on, is this a higher ed podcast? I, I think so. Hodgepodge is a scientific higher ed work. <laughs> scientific work. It's going to give you how do you judge what's coming out the other end, right? That's so, right. I mean, th these are really important topics, and at the base of all this is data, and AWS is is data, right? How do you use data to support higher ed institutions? You know, how do you protect data? Data protection is like a big deal right now, mm -hmm. especially in higher ed. Department of Education, Title Four, everything revolves around data protection, student student protection. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, you know, whether it's generative AI or anything else that we offer in the cloud, you know, security is paramount. We, we provide the most flexible and secure platform in cloud computing that there is. And, you know, we, we have, it's built for security of military, global banks and other high sensitivity organizations, and, and of course, education. Uh, but it has to be the first thought when you're building anything in the cloud. And, and we work closely with Anthology and other customers and directly in higher ed to make sure that everything is secure, does meet those needs. Um, you know, even just talking about generative AI, the, the approach we've taken in 
how we build Bedrock, which is our generative AI uh, service, is really allowing our customers to build in their own, what we call virtual private cloud VPC. So that they know the data is in their environment. They know what data is being used, how it's being used. We give them tools to understand that. And ultimately, they, our customers, our ed techs, are going to get asked from their customers, yep. how, where's exactly. my data going? Ah. What, you know, what, what, what is being trained on? Guaranteed. And you got to have an answer. And you have to be able to confidently say, yes, it's in within our environment. We control it. And not, it's just, we don't know. It might be leaked out into some big, large language model that we don't control. Right? It's fuzzy math. <laughs> you can't say that, can you? You cannot say that. No, you cannot say that. No. So, uh, you know, security is paramount. We give our, our customers tools to do that. We have over 300 uh, security uh, compliance and governance tools and features that we give our, our customers to manage that. I think we have 143 security and compliance certifications as well. That's a very specific number. It is. Yeah, it I is. like that. Well yeah. done on the memory. Mm -hmm. um, ed techs. What's the state of ed techs right now? We're in the, the generative AI, digital learning, transformation phase, I think, of higher education. I think we're just, just, just at the beginning of it, right? As we see yep. um, Blackboard Learn implement generative AI, you know, other companies are thinking about how to get there. So we're like at the very beginning of how higher ed is going to be experiencing AI in product. Yep. Um, what, what are the ed techs out there? Are they growing? Are they reforming their models uh, around generative AI? And, you know, how, what, what's happening in the ed tech industry that you see at AWS? Well, I think if we go back to kind of the spring semester, my suspicion is that students are were big users of some of the consumer technologies in AI. Yeah. And I think what that's done is really spurred the ed techs to realize, hey, how are we gonna how are we gonna incorporate this into our, our solutions? And so just about every, if not every conversation I've had with a customer the last few months has been about generative AI. What what is our strategy? How are we gonna incorporate this? And you know what the institutions are saying. What the heck is going on? <laughs> well, and then it goes back to the point with responsible AI. I think yeah. it, it can be adopted if you're very clear and transparent about how you're doing it, where the data is, how it's being used. And Department of Ed put out a uh, white paper uh, or so about, I don't know, a month ago. Yeah. And it talked about humans in the loop. It was responsible AI and education was the, the theme and humans in the loop. And you know, it aligned very well to kind of the pillars I talked about at, at Amazon uh, with responsible AI. A lot of these technologies have to help educators and enhance the educational experience, not replace it. Nailed it. You, you still need humans yeah. in the loop, as, yeah. as they said in that that white paper. Uh, so that that's a really critical piece. And, and so we're working with our ed tech customers uh, to design what those strategies are, how to implement it, how to enhance their products and solutions, and, and do so in a responsible way. Yeah. So talk about your role in particular a little bit. What is your ultimate focus? Are you, are you, um, are you doing, are you dealing with the ed techs and the partners? Is that your primary responsibility in your role? Give us kind of the role oversight. So my role is to support my team. Uh, what my team does is manages all the relationships with our ed tech customers, okay. thousands of those. And they're focused on supporting them both from their adoption of AWS. So if they're not in the cloud, helping them migrate to the cloud, mm -hmm. although you know the majority of, of ed techs have already adopted the cloud. Uh, so that's kind of step one. You can't take advantage of a lot of this technology unless yeah. you're in the cloud. So 
getting them to AWS if they're not there. But once they're there, it goes kind of back to the, the two areas of uh, focus, which is kind of product innovation, modernization, as well as business acceleration. That's really the engagement model um, that we're focused on with these ed techs to really help bring in and shepherd the next phase of growth. You know, we had COVID that hit, which fortunately, many of the ed techs were already on AWS. Yeah. And I don't even want to imagine what the world would have looked like in education yeah. if they weren't in the cloud. Yikes! And, and actually, Anthology is an excellent example uh, with Blackboard and their products. Literally, over the course of a weekend in March, went from normal, everyday, in-person school to Monday, 100% online. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't happen if you're in a data center. You don't yeah. spin up thousands of servers over a weekend in a data yep. center. It's, mm -hmm. just, it's not feasible, yeah. right? So I think you know that shift was made it very clear if you're not in the cloud that's that's where you need to be yeah, COVID really... was like the the convincer you got to get you convinced that you need to be in cloud okay wait a minute it now was, something happens i got to be in the cloud it right? was pouring gasoline on on the is fire that's that still was a thing burned. though you still are you still out there talking to partners going you got to migrate to the cloud uh is it still a thing there's some uh it's 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 not a it meant most are still have some maybe some legacy mm. applications or data centers so even if they're not in the cloud the majority of their workloads are right and so they know so it's just a matter of time some are letting you know products end of life and leaving them on-prem that but the majority are in the cloud uh and and many of those are, are with aws uh but but really it's now it's that next phase is okay how do we enhance our products how do yeah. we make you know efficacy is a big topic we talk about yep. uh, with customers and how do we make those solutions even more impactful even some of the meetings i had with the anthology leadership today was was really how do we continue to enhance the products to really bring uh, tangible value uh, to improve outcomes for students together exactly yeah, exactly. yeah that, that's how we do it see i got a sound effect for everything that's right, amazing um, nice job, Bill. i gotta get we, one of these things <laughs> what are the emerging trends i mean you're you're seeing it happen so you're talking to the ed techs you're seeing partners you're talking to people institutions tell us what are the goods what's the what's the crystal ball saying what's the future of higher ed looking like well, I, I think AI is is clearly it. I, I I would be remiss if we didn't call that out again. Yeah. Um, beyond that, and, and specifically in higher ed, what we're really seeing is universities realizing that they need to be in the cloud, and whether that is directly, yep. you know, with with AWS working with us to build solutions, or what I'll call maybe indirectly going through, you know, Anthology yeah. and some of the providers that that it's it's out of the box. It's purpose built for what they need. Yeah. Right. And so we, we basically support both. So on the university side, we've got uh, customers like Oklahoma State, for instance, that Cowboys, they Cowboys. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. They they built a solution where they visualized 60 years worth of enrollment data. And, and the goal there was to figure out how do we ensure we're enrolling the right students so that they can be successful and complete and graduate. And so they, they, we helped them use all that data that they had, visualize it uh, to target the right students that were going to be successful, mm. as well as they then also benchmarked against a public data set of 30 other state universities in Oklahoma um, to look at outcomes. And, and all of the work that they did was really to focus on student success. Um, Portland smart. State, Very smart. Yep. Portland State is something a little different, but, but using machine learning to actually 
make sure that students are enrolled in the right courses and getting the right credits to success. So they benchmarked uh, through the data they had in machine learning with AWS, uh, what successful completion of those courses look like. Epic. And when a student maybe was enrolled in some courses that may not graduate on time, may slow you know their uh, matriculation, they were alerted uh, yeah. to that. So universities are, are building those type of solutions that are unique to the, the focus areas of the institution, uh, as well as adopting solutions like Anthology that really have that all out of the box for them. What's next for Mike Lombardi and for AWS? And before you answer, let me get it ready. Prepare to be <laughs> astonished. Okay, no now pressure, Mike. No pressure, Mike. Well, well, immediately is after this, I need to figure out what that is. <laughs> and I'm going to incorporate it in my customer meetings because um, I think this would be great. You're talking I'm going to go like this. Execute order 66. Well played, Bill. That's well a, played, Bill. Yeah, so Bill, <laughs> Bill you got to send me this afterwards. Um, so that that's immediate it. next. No, really, it's it's really continuing to focus on our customers. You know, I my my role. You asked about my role. Really, what my role is is listening to our customers. Yeah. I need to understand whether it's the ed techs, whether it's higher ed, K twelve. I need to understand what are the challenges that are trying to be fixed and solved, and where where are the blockers. Yeah, and then trying to figure out how can AWS and the scale we provide and the technology we provide, exactly. how can we unblock that? How can we accelerate the solutions? And, and so really. That's where I spend most of my time thinking about is how can we really make an impact in education? We're a mission-driven organization. We, I've been in education for over 20 years. We wouldn't be in this if we didn't really believe that education unlocked the future for so many people. And so that's really what we're focused on and, and what I'm focused on. Well, we uh, we loved having you here on the podcast. Yeah. You said this was your first uh, ever podcast. Is it that was. what you said? Yes. Hope, yes. Uh, there's two things I know for sure. This won't be your last. Oh, and yeah. None of them will be as good as this. Yeah. So, <laughs> not, <laughs> you know, a little I bit agree. of selfishness in there. But <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the one and only Mike Lombardi. Yeah! Ed Tech Medical Leader at AWS. Mike, did you have fun? I had a blast. Uh, well, thank we you, had Bill. a blast having you here. Ladies and gentlemen, you just ed-upped.